In this three-part episode of Kitchen Table Conversation, we finally sit down to discuss the master's toolbox. A toolbox is defined as a toolkit, a tool chest or workbox. It is a box to organize, carry, and protect the owner's tools. This toolbox that we're going to discuss will protect you from all danger, seen and unseen. This is a toolbox that guides you through the storms of life and the joy that can fill your heart. It offers you the living word of God, which has been established and sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, Sam, if you can give us a moment of reflection, let's jump right into this toolbox. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, my moment of reflection is the weight of words, how words can... I always said you. I was writing down, and I said your words can be as beautiful as a rainbow, or as ugly as a storm. And to be wise with your words, because they can build you up, but they all can also tear down. And and when we speak, those words can manifest into bringing something marvelous. At the same time, those words that we speak can also bring tragedy upon so many people or somebody. And I just want us to reflect upon the words that we we say and let them be those beautiful words. Um, because we're at a time right now where words are, man, they are they're being used in a way that they they're hurtful. Um, but I want to say that, man, even in spite of how people gonna come and, and speak to us. Um, man, let our words be wise. Um, as, as you know, as we take time to think before we speak, because those words that we speak, even as to a child, can have a, a lifelong effect on them. And and I say that because I've it's been so many things over the conversation I've talked with you about the, the kids that you have touched. Oh, Jesus. Lord That's Jesus. the same thing that came out in Sunday school today because there are two teachers in that class in that profession and, and they've seen kids over the years that the words that they have spoken to them years later had a profound effect on their lives. They wouldn't be where they're at right now had it not been for the words that you said to them that they just had a little bit more strength to go on. And and I say, you know, my moment of reflection, be wise with your words. Be mindful of your words. And even when the others speak bad words to us, we still, we still have a way of making those words turn around into something that can be used in a positive way. Um, so my moment of reflection, as I said before, be wise with your words, and let's build up and not tear down. Amen. Amen. Dr. Mason, good to see you. Glad you joined. You're here with us. You got something? Yes, you, you got something you want to share before we get into this toolbox tonight? Oh man, I, I love that what uh, Brother Sam just said. Since that's uh, pertaining to our toolbox. Uh, I kind of look back on what Paul said back in Philippians chapter 4 I think around verse 8 he 
talks about the peace of God, uh, which uh, basically transcends all understanding. And uh, he put it, he said, uh, he said, it would guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I like what Brother Samuel said, he said, uh, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is notable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes, sir. You know, so when we basically think about those type of things there, and you know, the, the thinking is so powerful that it actually controls your actions and your behavior. All right. Uh, so, and, and I, I like the way Christ put it, you know, uh, the Bible tells us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, Christ made that thing uh, so powerful to where he basically said, uh, when a man looks upon a woman with lust in his heart, he has basically committed adultery. Uh, Because he understood how powerful the thought process was to making those thoughts become a reality and he said if you first don't think about it then you never have to worry about it becoming a reality and so the thoughts about it and and that's the problem the the, the scribes and the pharisees uh we have a a nation that thinks the same way like the scribes and the pharisees back then and their thinking process was okay if i think about it i'm okay long as I think about it. Now, as long as I don't actually physically do it, I'm good. But if I just think about it, nah, uh, I'm okay. That's, that's not really a sin. And so Christ comes along and he lets them know uh, that basically if you think about it, the thinking is so powerful, it's as if you've actually done it. And I can see why he would say that, because he knows that if you think about it long enough, <laughs> you're going to eventually do it. Act upon it, yes, sir. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with Brother Sam. Uh, words are powerful. Uh, we have to be very careful how we uh, say words. And i say this right quick. Uh, there was this judge. Uh, had a man in court for uh, basically some things that that uh, that were said in the courtroom, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy was in there for that very reason, and so he uh, took him, told him to come up. And he talked to him. He said, what I want you to do is when you leave here today, he said, I want you to get a piece of paper and tear it up into like a hundred pieces. And then when you leave here and go down the road, 
I want you to let those hundred pieces of paper out of the window. And then before you come back here on your next court date, I want you to go back and find all those little pieces of paper <laughs> and bring them back to me. He said, well, Your Honor, that would be impossible to do. I can't go back and, and, and find all of those pieces of paper that, that I tore up and let out the window. He said, exactly. He said, the same way you slander and tear somebody down with words, you can't go back and undo the damage that you've already done. He said, it's impossible to do. That's powerful right there, Mason. Yes, sir. Very powerful. That's powerful, Doc. Very powerful. That's that 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 that's cool. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. Yeah, that part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that part. Yeah, I, I thought it was too, man. I was like, man, that makes so much sense. You, you can't go back and do it, man. You can't. That's why we we gotta be no, careful. Sir. No, sir. We we gotta be careful with our words. But tonight, my question is. Uh, we we talking about an unused toolbox. We, we know we're alluding to the word of God. We'll go ahead on and let the cat out of the bag. But Joyce Myers, her ministry, what is it? There's power in the word. Something like that. No, life in the word is what she said. Yeah, life. Life in the word. Thank you. Life in the word. Now, if there is life in the word, why don't we use the word like we should? Bro, Sam, we're, just, we, 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 we're titling this tonight an, an unused toolbox. And, you know, we were talking earlier today, and we, we decided to shut it down and bring it to this about how the Bible is so rich and full of information and things that if we just do it, there's no way we'll go wrong. And if we just follow what God said, we do what he said do, everything will work out. I was in church this morning and the preacher said something that kind of just stuck with me. And he said over in James, <clears throat> excuse me, 5, 14, and 15. It was just the scripture that he brought up, and it's the scripture that say, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Good gracious of mine. That's something in that right there. But I was just thinking about the fact that the word works. There's no fallacy in the word. Now, sometimes you got to get into this word and study it and truly understand what it's saying. Because like we were talking, Brother Sam, there's some mechanics that have to be certified to work on cars. All right now. And too many people that are not certified are working on the word. 
I better quit. <laughs> too, too many. They, 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 they working. They working under that shade tree, and they, they, they working with the wrong tools under that. Now. So we got some shade. They, they called them jack leg preachers back in the day. <laughs> Don't you go there, Mason. I know you're going to the cornfield. You're going to the cornfield, Mason. We ain't going to the cornfield today. <laughs> but, but now you got to be certified. To work on the car, but Sam, you can't take that BMW to anybody and let them work on it. You, you, you take it back to the manufacturer. Yes, sir. And those people that work at, at the BMW place are certified to work on your car. There's some people that are skilled; they can figure some stuff out. I don't want you figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to fix That's right. That's it. And in order to fix certain stuff on on cars, Mason, you got to have some tools. And yeah, right to right. th There you go. The right tool. And ain't it something how tools have evolved over the years? But they got yes, the sir. right tools to do what they need to do. And having the right tool will get you to the right result. Now, 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 Brother Sam and I said a little earlier, Dr. Mason, that, 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 that tools have jobs. <laughs> sometimes they unloosen stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> sometimes folk just a little too tight. <laughs> tools will tighten stuff up, Mason. That's true. Because sometimes folk just too loose. Lord have mercy. Too loose. All right, now. <laughs> the word of tighten you up. Mm. Or to loosen you up. And, and some of the folk that need to be loosened by the words are those that the scriptures say, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, let him that think he stand take heed lest he fall. You, you, you ain't there yet? Think. Yeah, think he stand. Take heed yeah. lest he fall. You you ain't there yet. Now, let, let's, un, let's, uh, let's unloosen this thing a little bit. Yeah. But, but, but ain't it sad to have the tools to use have a problem that the tools can fix and never use the tools to fix the problem. Mm. That's what's going on right now. Yeah, exactly, Brother Sam. Depending on the, the wrong tools, and, and, and after a while, if you continue using the same thing, and it's not getting, I think Reverend Mason always said, when you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, and you keep on using that same old tool, which is not the right tool, but tear something up. But then you go back to the toolbox, the real toolbox, and you need somebody to fix it. But it, it don't happen like that overnight, though. It, it, it can. Don't get me wrong, it can at times, but, but sometimes it just don't work that way. When, when, when our vehicles aren't working right, and we take it to the mechanic, when we go get pick up our vehicle and watch this we got to pay them to use their tools but these tools are free we, we got the master mechanic but it's good when we get in the car and the car riding right because we took it to where it needed to be to get what it needed to get it's true 
we're going to start using the tools and unused toolbox. When we're going to start using James 5. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. Now, see, that, there's a the thing, right? The elders of the church, he need to do some calling. A lot of times we call on Jesus, which is fine. But the words say call for the elders of the church. Now, let me, because Dr. Mason, I know your brain already moving. Let me look up that word elders and see if it's talking about the preachers or the aged men of the church. Because see, remember when we were dealing with uh, Dives, we were looking at that thing about how he was laid at the gate and we thought it was just he laid there gently, he was sat there. No, we came to find out that he was thrown at the gate. But this morning, that, that same phrase came up about that man who was sitting at the church gates, the beautiful gate. He was laid there, and that version of the word laid means to be set there gently. So you you got to get in this word and know what you're looking at. Because, see, you'll mess up some stuff with your own interpretation. And that's yeah, why we might try to use the old, old wrench when you're supposed to be using a diagonal power of those specific metric sockets. See, look and then at you, you strip something right there. Then, then you strip it and you can't, you can't look, get, you can't get to it anymore. See, so you didn't messed up something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by scripture that you just quoted about when you say, "Let them call." If they're being sick among you, let them call on the elders of the church. That that kind of stumped me right there. And I tell you what, go for it. Because sound like he would say, if they're sick among you, let him pray first to God, and then call on the elders of the church. Why can't we just been telling them? Pray to God first of all. Well, generally, when people if people sick enough, when they can't do nothing that's else, you know they pray. Yeah, that's what they're doing anyway. They pray, but by but it, I'm just I'm just, you know me. I'm I just know to, I know your brain yeah. moving. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, the wheels is turning. <laughs> but, but James said. Let them call for the elders of the church. Now, I haven't read all this in totality to get a better understanding of the whole context because, you know, we don't like to deal with text without context. Right. And I'm I'm good with it. But just looking at this, anytime you grab a tool from a toolbox, you believe in that tool going to do what it's designed to do. Exactly. Stay with me. We're on our way somewhere. But write this, I can't get a half inch wrench for a three quarter inch boat. (laughs) I gotta have, I gotta use the right tool. So maybe this tool I'm looking at is called faith. Because the words say do it, and if they doing it, they operating in faith. We used to have this thing at church I was at in Oklahoma called PM, and it stand, it, stand, it stood for praying men. And that was where some of the men would get together on Monday night and pray.
pray at the church. And one of the brothers came in there, and he didn't look right. And he was sitting there. And he asked us to pray for him. So we laid hands on that brother and started praying for him. Now, the only thing we didn't have, because the word is, is specific, but it didn't just say pray over him. It also said anointing him with oil. That's right. But see, he had the faith to ask us to pray for him. And when we got through praying for him, his chest stopped hurting. See, the toolbox got tools in it that work. Right. That's right. You just got to use the tools. Brother Lucius was his name. He just didn't look right. And Lucius a praying brother. And so we, 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 we laid hands on Brother Lucius and we prayed. But see, the toolbox also got that scripture where two or three are gathered together in my name. We didn't come there to see each other. We didn't come there because we didn't have nothing else to do. We came to pray to the Lord. So we were gathered together in his name, touching and agreeing. He said, there I am. There I'll be in the midst. The toolbox got the tools that you need. But here's the problem with the toolbox. There's no problem with the toolbox. Here's a problem with a lot of people's toolbox. Y'all want to know what it is? Here it is I'm right thinking, here. Hold, 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 hold oh, on. Oh, man. Hold on. Full alert. Hold on. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. You're going to be to it. Now, I'm going to let you go here with the honors. <laughs> Here's the problem with a lot of people's toolbox. It's close. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. You got to open the toolbox. You got to open it. <laughs> You can't get a tool out the toolbox if it's closed. You can't do that. Your car what if they want to use somebody else's toolbox? What if they want to use somebody else's tools? Well, you know what? If they got the right tools in their toolbox. But this particular toolbox we're talking about. <laughs> it don't matter who toolbox you get. If That's it's right, the toolbox. Exactly. Exactly. But Brother Sam, if they're using somebody else's tools out of their toolbox, I'm saying that's telling you that they're too lazy to open up their own toolbox. So see, it's more convenient for them to accept whatever the other person says out of their toolbox and go with that than to open their own toolbox and read it for themselves and see if that's what it means. See, that's more like work. Exactly. And, and the Bible teaches us, even when we pray, that's labor. You know, and even when you're in the Word and you, you're searching and you're running references and you're studying, that's work. That's labor. And the Bible even tells us once we die, that we rest from all our labors. So people don't want to labor. They don't worry. Everybody, see, we live in a microwave generation these days. Where nobody wants to work. We all want to ease it. We, we want this, the self-gratification right now. I don't want to put no effort behind it. I don't want to work hard for it, you know. I want to find an easy way out. That's what I always want. I want the easy way out. If there's any hard work involved in it, any sweat, 
maybe any tears, maybe any sacrifices or anything like that. Well, I got to find an easier way. I want the easy way, not the hard way. Or do you hear him say, well, it's got to be a better way. But we even say it today, oh, work, work, eat, work smarter, not harder. You know, we want that convenience of everything, you know. But we love it now, even with the remote control. We remember when we used that to get up and walk to the TV and change the channel and turn the volume up. But that pair of pliers. Lord, behold, here comes the remote control. Oh, man. With that, All we gotta do with now, that pair of pliers. Yeah. All we got to do now is touch the button on the remote control. But guess what? They've even advanced it more than that. All you got to do is holler at Alexa now. Alexa, change the channel. <laughs> so Pretty that, soon they're going to come up. Hey, the next one they come up with is going gonna, gonna to be able to read your thoughts. You won't have to say, hey, Alexa, change the channel. <laughs> Somebody working on that right now. Stop laughing. I, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. But but so Dr. Mason, everybody yes, everybody everybody ain't lazy, man. Some, no, some people they just want somebody else to do it. Okay, what's the what you call that? Semi <laughs> semi lazy. <laughs> 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 you, you, saying, so, so when you say. Some folk want to use other people too, Bob. Dr. Mason right. said some people just gonna believe what the preachers say. That's and, it. And not and find out for themselves. And not find out for themselves. Is this true? Is he false? Some people believe everything the preachers say. Yeah, and it goes back to what I said earlier. I mean, and, and I know we discussed this, uh, maybe been last week, when we say, you know, is it the pastor that's, you know, that's at fault? I, I can't remember the discussion we had off the top of my head, but, you know, is it him who, or pastors or preachers who are causing the, you know, <coughs> the, the, the Christians to, to, to fall all you know the I, I way? Mean? I can't, you can't put they all that. They play a part in it. Yeah, you I can't, can, no, you can't put it all on them. Yeah. But he plays the role in it. Right, because you got some people, they ain't going to do no more, or they ain't going to believe no more. They ain't going to hear no more. They ain't going to study no more than what the pastor said. I remember when I was in Oklahoma, and I thank God for the church that he put me at at first, because that church taught me how to study. And I won't say it, I, I would just sit down and talk. This is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. I was told about commentaries and books. And when I left that church, I went to another church, and they didn't use that all that stuff. They didn't use the Greek and the Hebrew. And so God allowed me to go somewhere, get something put in me, then he moved me somewhere else to where I could take and I was told, bruh, before you get it got here, folks won't you folks won't saying this. Folks won't doing all this. I was even asked one time by my former pastor, because uh, a lot of times we would grab our stuff and go down to the church and study in different locations right. in the church. And I'd have a bag, like a big old gym bag and a book bag on my back just full of books. And one day he said, Tip, I said, yes sir. He said, why do you carry all them books? I said, I need them. 
I got studied. I had to find out what this stuff is saying. Several months later, I was down at church. He was down. He tell me, he said, "Come here." I'm like, "Oh Lord, what I done did now?" He said, "Tell me, I owe you an apology." I said, "You owe me an apology?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I found out why you got them books." <laughs> he started getting. The other preachers started getting. Watch this. The members. We would be at the Christian bookstores, a bookstore that called Mardell's, buying our books. And sometimes in our sermons and in our teaching, we'd mention a book. And folk, you'd see folks look down and start writing. And that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of us be out there and we see them buying the book that, that we were talking about. And he told us one day, he said, preachers, he said, we got to make sure we own our stuff now. Because the members buying the books that we study for. See, when you got people that really want to learn about Christ, not only will they use the toolbox, but they'll put some more tools in the toolbox. Exactly, and and that's that's the that's the main purpose. That's the main purpose, and, and I think that's our where we're grounded and rooted in, you know, and showing them that you know hey, there's there's everything in this toolbox, man. Right. There's love. There's peace. There's understanding. You know, it is. It's in this toolbox. But you have to open up your toolbox in order to receive it. So, you have to. So in this toolbox, there's a scripture. Romans eight twenty-eight, And we know <laughs> that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know what folks do with that portion of the toolbox? They just say all things work together for good. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to sit down and deal with it. Because Romans 8.28 is just leading into 8.29. <clears throat> yeah. Because it said, for whom he did for no. It goes on to say that he wants us to look like his son. That's why all things are working together because the stuff we go through ought to make us look like Jesus. That's in the toolbox. But folk won't use what's in the toolbox. It's true. Why? Why though? Why won't they use it? Why Come won't on, they? man. You, you, you know what? If, I, if, I, if I go, well, here, here's the thing. And I'll just give you this example. And, and Dr. Mason keep trying to get me to do this but I ain't certified. (laughs) And I did this one time, long time ago, and it cost me $1,100, so I I stay in my lane. (laughs) I'm with you now. (laughs) My my alternator went out in in my Honda, and Dr. Bates was like, man, just go on. YouTube, watch the video, do all this. And while he talking and telling me this, I pull out my other phone, pull up YouTube, and, and I'm listening to it. He can't hear the video playing. I'm like, ain't no way I'm doing this. I'm one of those that believe in staying in my lane. And check this out. That 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 my, I called my barber. He was going to do it. And he looked at it. He like, uh-uh, I ain't messing with that. He like, won't you call the mechanic across the street from my shop? I'm like, I didn't know there was a mechanic across the street from your shop. 
So I got with him, got the alternator order, got it. He came and pick, put it on. I didn't think he was going to get here, but getting dark. And he said, no, nah, I get it. Man, I leave two times. He ain't got the alternator put on in the dark. See, he was certified, Mason. There you go. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why some people won't mess with some stuff because they ain't certified. There's some people that don't need to mess with some stuff because they're not certified. But, but but you can always learn. Now, he knew what tools to use. And watch this. He had the right tool with his toolbox. He'd done it before, so he knew how to do it again. Watch this. Why is it that we fail at some stuff we've done before? And the toolbox tell us what to do. As we come to the end of the first episode, we hope that your interest has been piqued and ready for more as episode two takes you a little further into the toolbox. We'll compare the word to the Holy Spirit and how to use the specific tools that are freely given to all that seeks them. Please share this with your friends, family, and others that you encounter. Again, we thank you for joining us for another episode and allowing us to be a part of your Christian journey.